Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have back with us after way too long from the podcast, Dr. Maximilian Zart. And uh, he was one of the very first guests we've ever had. He's also been on a few other episodes, and one of his episodes with uh, his old uh, colleague, Dr. Lucas, about, uh, it was basically a rebuttal for Joe Rogan's podcast that chiropractors were bullshit with Yvonne Detremont. And it's still, that episode is one of our most downloaded episodes, partially because of the, the clickbait of Joe Rogan in there and all that kind of good stuff. Um, sorry, didn't mean to do that, but also kind of had to do that. Uh, so Max has been super busy with a bunch of stuff going on for work, and he just has not had the time to get on the show. Realistically, he still doesn't have the time to get on the show, but he made it for you guys. Uh, he's got some big things going on. I'm really excited to share those with you, and uh, he's going to be able to help many more people in the future, which is awesome. Uh, but without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us one of our favorite guests who haven't been on in a long time, and I'm super excited, Dr. Max Zart. Hey, guys. How's it going? And uh, Dr. Max is part of, well, not part, is the owner of uh, what the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in uh, Strongsville, Ohio, and he used to be one of the sponsors of the show until we kind of got rid of the sponsors of the show because, well... I wanted to kind of get rid of sponsors for a little bit, just because I was kind of <laughs> I was I was working, and uh, also uh, Max is a part owner of CrossFit Strongsville, and if you guys are in the Strongsville area, it's definitely a good place to go check out. Uh, it's been a long time since you've been on the show, sir. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I know we've been trying to do this for quite a while, but our um, Busy lives have not allowed us to yeah. <laughs> have time to sit down on both of our parts here. So it's it's great to have you back on the show. Um, so for those of you who have not listened to old episodes, I think you were like the second or third episode we ever had. You and I sat down and we talked about the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center and all that kind of stuff. And then more importantly, kind of your background and everything else. So those who haven't listened to that one, go on the way, way back machine and check that one out. Technically, I think we even recorded that before I even launched the podcast because I wanted to have a bunch of, I think I wanted to have about five episodes in the shoot. So that way when we release, we could release one every day. And that way, when people found the show, they had other things to listen to instead of waiting uh, bi-weekly, which is normally what we uh, uh, produce the show on, uh, for them to listen to. So they had uh, other shows to check out, which was good. And then still to this day, uh, you have, one, well, you and Dr. Lucas, one of your old uh, worker or 
co-workers, I think we'll say, um, is one of the most popular episodes we've ever had, which was, uh, uh, I think it was called, I forget the number of it, but it was uh, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Chiropractors are Bullshit. And it was kind of our response yep. to the podcast that he had with uh, Yvonne Detremont, who had a um, a book that she had written about how chiropractors are absolutely bullshit. And while, obviously... The uh, start of it is a little bit hippy-dippy and kind of new wavy bullshit. It's like there's no real arguing that it, it works, especially when you do the kind of treatments and stuff like you do where it's not just, oh, I'm going to adjust your neck and it's going to fix your knee. Like, fuck that. Like, you're adjusting the entire body. You're doing grassing. You're doing ART. You're doing manual therapy. You're doing uh, with the laser beams or whatever that thing's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laser uh, beams. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, was it. Was it a hot laser? Yeah, we or? use class four laser. So ours is actually pretty warm. A lot of times they'll call a cold laser, but once it gets to a certain class, the laser actually feels a little bit hot. Exactly. And that's meant to like bring uh, what blood flow to the area, which promotes healing, all that kind of stuff. You guys use ultrasound. You do like the compression boots, like your Normatec stuff. Like it's it's a whole gamut. I mean, it's basically what you would expect in most PT offices. It's kind of like a lot of what you guys do, which is why it's so effective and why every time I've ever sent anyone here, they're like, that was the best chiropractor I've ever gone to. I'm like, yeah, no shit, because <laughs> he does, like, good work, and you're actually going to get better. It's not like uh, the very first one I ever went to, where it's like they didn't even take x-rays of my back to see what was wrong. They just started adjusting me, and it's like, oh, well, I didn't really feel like that was a good approach. So that's yeah. why I reached out to you originally, and we started working together years ago, and we've been friends ever since. Uh, but, again, so there's there's lots of background with Dr. Max here on the podcast, uh, but the biggest thing is that we wanted to talk about the new updates that have been going on. There's been lots of going on behind the scenes and uh why don't we go ahead and just start off uh kind of there talking about uh what you've been doing moving into your new building but more importantly is kind of what led you up to that and then obviously the process and in, in opening up the uh the big new space that you have here now sure sure so um what matt's talking about is we're sitting inside the facility now and we were able to open up a 22,500 square foot, sits on four and a half acres here in Strongsville facility. And it's a joint chiropractic facility with our CrossFit gym inside it. And then it also has massage therapy available. Um, they have their own rooms that they've decorated and everything. And what led me to try to create this more wellness mecca was that chiropr- chiropractic for me, I had my own goals and my own dreams, but I never would have guessed that the community, which Matt's a part of, would bless us so much with not only their loyalty and appreciation for what I do, but also their referrals. Because I always say the biggest thank you you can ever give me is sending someone else to the clinic because that's what tells me you ultimately trust me. A lot of us will go through the trouble of of trying something out for our own body, but it takes a lot more to send our moms or our close friends and training partners over to that same place. That tells me you trust me, you trust me with those people. But the, but that's also a very easy thing to do once you find relief and you find out how valuable it is in your life. You want to share that with others. Which is huge. And and I always want that to be a blatant choice for you guys, but it's still not something that I just expect. So it's something I always appreciate, which means anytime anyone refers anyone to the healthiest you or to CrossFit Strongsville, um, it's always a big thank you because that's like I said, that's the ultimate appreciation that we can receive because it also means that for me as a chiropractor, 
I don't have to take my weekend away from my family to go to a health fair or something or some screening to try to pull patients into the office because my patients are already doing that for me. They're they're my external marketing instead of me having to be my external marketing. Which so is way huge. more valuable anyway. We all know this. Word of mouth is the best form of marketing. Like you see this with movies, which people say are dying, and I call bullshit. Yeah. Because how many people have talked about that new Maverick movie? The Top Gun like movie. the second yep. Top Gun, forty years later, whatever it is, yeah. where Tom Cruise still looks like he's in his thirties and I think he's almost sixty. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know what kind of crazy stuff that that guy's doing to stay young, but like I want to know what he's doing. Yep. Scientology. <laughs> I know some. I know <laughs> some of it's just genetics, and I get yeah. it. You know, like, like, there's a reason why beautiful people are beautiful, and the world treats them differently. But it is what it is. Yeah. But you see this like. Yeah, at first you saw trailers, you saw trailers about the movie coming out and, and they had pushed it back for a couple of years since the, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff because people weren't going to movie theaters, they were closed down and whatnot. So he, and he gets a part of the gate. So he's like, fuck you, you're not putting that out direct to streaming or DVD. Like you're gonna wait and put this out in theaters. And as soon as they did, all of my friends were like, oh my God, it's so great. You need to go see it. Yeah. But you only see the trailers for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Because after that, they're assuming that the that word of mouth, word of mouth is going to do all of their marketing for them, which it always does. Yeah, and it's that's and that's like an alley oop in basketball, right? Where the one player pushes it up towards the hoop, and the other one just has to dunk it in. And that's that's what it feels like anytime someone refers a patient, because the patient they they already trust the existing patient. So all I have to do is essentially not screw up, just be myself because that's what the existing patient already told this new person what I am. So if I just follow through with what I do anyways, it's easy peasy. It's it's good for my business, but most importantly, it's going to be good for that new patient experience and them already being able to bring down their walls a little bit makes it a little easier for them to respond and react to the care and the ideas that I'm trying to provide. Because it's probably simple to say, well, not simple to say, but it's probably true to say that most people new coming in are a little bit skeptical and afraid of what's going to happen. 100%. 100%. Um, I would say at least four in every five patients, because uh, I ask right before I adjust them, I say, are you excited for this, nervous for this, or both? And at least four out of every five, nervousness is at least part of that answer or it's all of that answer. And then the really special thing is after we adjust them the first time, I show them that chiropractic doesn't have to be painful or anything like that. And they end up coming off the table and the first thing they say is that's it. And they don't mean that's it like it didn't help them. What they mean is that's it because they were prepared for trauma and what they got was relief that didn't hurt. And I would say chiropractic's kind of like the coffee of the healthcare world. And what I mean by this is this will sound like a funny metaphor, but coffee's weird because it smells one way when it's sitting in a cup. And I love the way coffee smells, but I'm not actually a coffee drinker. So I love how it smells in a cup. So I have a Keurig in my waiting room and I love when patients bring coffee in because it smells so good, but it tastes completely different from how it smells. And then when it's on your breath, it smells even, or it, it smells even different than that. Yeah. So versus like an onion, an onion smells one way, it tastes the same way it smells, and then it smells on your breath the same way it, it smelled before. Yeah, pungent. <laughs> yeah, or peanut butter or anything like that. So coffee's weird because it has like its own smell, its own taste, and then once your body has the little bit of digestion that occurs in the mouth, it smells even different than that. And chiropractic's kind of like that in that it looks intimidating when you watch someone else get adjusted. It sounds scary, but when you experience it and you experience it in its appropriate fashion, it's not scary at all. It doesn't feel how it looks or sounds. Um, 
So coming back to it, that the idea of opening up this bigger facility was because the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center grew into something far beyond every anything I could have ever dreamed up. And my wife and I, my wife helps me run the clinic here. Her name's Chrissy. We realized that we needed a bigger space that we could grow into, but never out of. I also wanted to make sure that all of the patients that we had knew how much we appreciated them. So rather than just staying in the same plaza space and keeping my head or my overhead down and then rolling up in like a, you know, a Ferrari and the patients getting to see where their copays went. Instead, I thought it was really important for the patients, just like yourself, to be able to eventually come to this facility where you went, oh, that's where he put the money. That's, and, he, and I put it right back into you guys, right back into the facility here, so that it could be a building that you could walk in and out of and be proud of and know that none of your friends at the cookout, none of your family members are going to a chiropractic office that is more innovative or current than the healthiest Jew is. And I always say, you know, any physician, any person has an ego and any physician definitely has an ego. And I always tell people the way that my ego exists is through my patients. So I don't have an ego in the room, but rather my ego exists when you're talking about our clinic and our care to someone else. That's how my ego exists. So it's almost like a third party ego. And I always, <laughs> I always want to know that, you know, if you go to a cookout and your buddy's like, oh, I have a really good chiropractor, I always want you to be like, no. Bitch, please. Yeah, no, no, you really don't. Mine has a waterfall inside. <laughs> so we were on the lookout for bigger spaces. And um, it was actually a couple of our patients that well, owned why don't, this. Before, space. before oh, yeah. we go there, why don't you explain kind of where you were first, what drew you to that space, but then kind of how you outgrew it before you even started looking for this space? Yeah, yeah. So we. So we were in a smaller plaza spot. It was about 2,500 square feet. And we would get to points where it just, and you know, Matt, because you sat in the in the waiting room, the waiting room was just tight. And the problem is the waiting room would make us look busier than we were because we could move patients through the office. We had great flow. I have a really, really wonderful team that I work with. But the waiting room was a size that, like, if you had five people in the waiting room, it looked like we were jammed. And that started to become a problem. It's stressful for my like my front desk staff. It's stressful for the patient. If you want to get in and out for care and you walk in and you see there's four people in the waiting room, your brain immediately will think, and, and unless you've been a patient there for a minute, oh God, this guy's overloaded. This could take forever. And really it wouldn't, but it was giving us a false sense of kind of like chaos too, because even the therapy suite where you get all those therapies that Matt discussed before, um, that was smaller too. So like if you had it completely filled up, it was just tight. So everything looked a little bit more like controlled chaos. And I didn't want it to be perceived that way because I never wanted a patient to stop coming because they were like, well, I really like that guy. He's really nice and he really does help me. But the place is just a shit show. So we knew we had to expand from there. To give listeners a perspective, the average chiropractic office in the world, last time I heard this study, uh, which was about a year ago, um, when I was taking some continuing ed, the aver- the average chiropractic office in the world sees 111 patients a week. At our busiest, we've seen, I think, 625 in one week. And dare I say, if you weren't so damn good at your job, people would stop coming <laughs> stop. back. So just stop being so damn <laughs> yeah. good. You won't have this problem. <laughs> right. So I appreciate that. And it's so... Even even now, on average, we still see you know about mid five hundreds. Um, 
a week. And we're open six days a week. So that's a little different than the average chiropractor too, because I want to be available for people. So not every single one of those days is a, is an entire, you know, full day shift, but which, which is good because you guys take half days for you yourself and your staff. So that obviously you can get caught up on paperwork or stuff around the office you need to, or you can just have some time with your family Recharge. and exactly just have yeah. that time off, which is great. Huge, huge. Um, and because we we do have high output, I don't want to burn out my entire staff too. I, it's harder to burn me out because I'm the chiropractor. This is my dream. Yeah, this this is what you've wanted to do, which is why you went into chiropractic in the first place. You got it. So, um, we started looking for other office space when we were probably at about 450 patients a week, which is actually about four years ago. Um, and that's when I realized like, Hey, this, this isn't going to, I'm not going to be able to just continue to do this in my plaza space. In fact, when other chiropractors would come in, they couldn't believe we were running the kind of volume we were out of that, that small space. Uh, for example, like how big was that old space? Yeah. And that, that's why I say it was, I think it actually broke down to like 2,200 square feet. The gym was actually bigger than the Cairo space back then too. So the gym was like roughly 2,300 square feet, which wasn't huge either. And then the Cairo space was like 2,200 square feet. Um, so we started looking around at different places in Strongsville. And what piqued my interest to buy my own building was our landlords at our old spot were actually really wonderful people. Um, and they're part of Emco Real- Realty Group, which I'll put that out there because if anyone's ever looking to lease space, they were, they were really great. It's a, a set of brothers and they're awesome. Anyways, there was a huge plaza space in the middle of the plaza that we were in that was vacant. And they offered to put us in it and help us with the build out. But I was going to have to sign a 10-year lease with them. It was a long lease. Long lease. And so and at the end of the 10 years, my rent was going to go up. And I did the math on what I would pay for the 10-year lease. And I did the math on what the rent would be plus what's called triple net, which is basically your taxes excuse me, and things like your common area maintenance. So the fact that like they have a plow guy or if something about the parking lot gets messed up, they fix that. I don't pay for any of those things. So common area, meaning the common area that all of the tenants in the plaza share. Uh, so they fix all that stuff. So it was it, basically once I added the, the triple net in plus my rent over 10 years, it was going to cost me $1.2 million to be in that space. So even but, though but it's okay because you're a business owner, so you're obviously a gajillionaire, yeah, which is what everybody right? thinks because they don't see the overhead. They don't see the insurance. They don't see how much you're paying your staff. They, they don't see all of those kind of things that lead into it. They think, like so my, my buddy Andrew, like he's on the show all the time, you know, and, and he's and he's got a couple businesses and some of his friends think, oh, well, you're super rich because you've got a business. Like, well, just because he has a nice house and he drives a nice car doesn't mean he's making tons of money. Like, right. what are we talking about here? It's like, but you, you own a business you're a millionaire you do all this kind of stuff it's like no you just have higher expenses a lot more stress yeah yeah you get a bigger overhead (laughs) with a lot of it um unless you are the like ultra rich successful business person you gotta spend more money to make more money and that's true even you mentioned staff you know in today's workplace setting to keep good staff you have to pay them a ton my staff currently so i've been open almost nine years it'll be nine years in um has it really been that long crazy right oh my goodness time flies man and for the for the listeners matt was in our facility i think day zero so i think you came i remember being in the facility saturday at the gym especially like while you guys were still putting up stuff i I mean before you guys were even open so yes you were still doing walls still doing 
you know, like we'll draw a drywall wall, yeah. <laughs> still do yeah. a wall, still do a drywall, still putting down carpet, still putting do finishes, like doing all that kind of stuff. Is yeah. like this is gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. A, a beardless Matt was in. The yes, I was definitely beardless back then. <laughs> so I, I had, I had heard a study back in the day. I had friends convince me that women like clean shaven men. So yeah. I shaved off the bullshit goatee beard that I had back in the day. It was clean shaven for a super long time, and then one one time, a couple of years ago, I decided, oh, I'm just going to grow out a beard and see how it comes in. Because yeah. b- before, it was like more of a goatee, kind of patchy, didn't really grow in the cheeks super well. But, but by this point, I'd gone bald, uh, so I didn't have any hair on the top of my head. So I didn't lose it. It just migrated south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looked great with yeah. the big beard. So it came with a beard. I'm like, hey, I like this look. This is cool. This yeah. looks much better. I'm going to keep my beard. <laughs> so yeah, sc- Screw that whole story that you know women like clean-shaven men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But beards are cool to other dudes. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It's true. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, um, you know, looking at that overhead, we decided that um, – Hey, at $1.2 million that I would put up in rent, and then at the end of 10 years, you have nothing to show for it. I said, well, $1.2 million, I could probably come up with a pretty nice space to occupy that I could own. And I'm not huge into um, like the stock market and stuff like that. Not that I, I don't like it. It's just I don't have the time to educate myself enough. That's to exactly make how I money feel about it. it. So I put enough money into it to be able to talk to patients who do it about it just so that it's an interesting conversation to have but i only invest in like nerdy crap that i know about like but, it's, but it's like anything else if you don't put in the thousands of hours that it takes to understand something you will not understand it right and, and that stuff changes so often it's just it's right. overwhelming i can't sit next to my apps and like the minute it changes on a dime i can change it because i'm in with patients and stuff like that too so i've definitely even like lost a little bit of money that i have in it at different moments because it was like oh i didn't know you were that paying it close enough attention yeah. yeah i check it once a week instead yeah. of like once every hour um, so I was trying to figure out a way that I could create an investment that was more tangible to me, something I could put my feet on. And that's of course building and land. And we live here in Strongsville too. So I wanted to also plant roots here, let the community know that I wasn't going anywhere. So you also don't have to worry about a chiropractor that you're like, Oh, he's a really good chiropractor, but he moved or like, Oh, he shut down and he opened up somewhere else or whatever. So it was important that we find a spot here in Strongsville. Um, and we looked at a few different spaces and eventually settled on this one, um, which kind of just felt like the perfect layout for what we provide because it was a whole bunch of office space in the front and a big open room in the back. So we were like, okay, well, perfect. The big open room that's like 7,000 square feet can just be the gym and all the office spacing in the front can be the chiropractic office with the massage uh, uh, rooms in it. So the cool thing was that I didn't have to build it out like throw up walls and stuff like that but the thing was built in the 70s and had not been touched aesthetically so when people ask me what i did to the building i say like the bones were all the same but anything your eyes see is new so whether it's a ceiling tile flooring wall you know paint covers anything like that doors all of that stuff lights all that stuff is new in, in just about all of the building um so it I bought it uh, three years ago, and uh, from, like I said, my patients were the ones who actually owned it. They got it on a short, I think, on a bank auction. 
Um, so it hadn't been occupied for a few years when they got a hold of it too. So it also had those issues of like, it hadn't been occupied in a while. Yeah, so which just like, ruins buildings. So you're like turning on water that hasn't been turned on in a while, stuff like that. So there, there were definitely some issues and some hiccups throughout the three year process because I was also waiting for my lease to end in the old plaza spot. So rather than trying to dip out of that early, run into any of the legal implications that would be tied to cutting out of my lease early. He said, well, I'll just pay two overheads and I'll slowly build the thing out. And uh, um, Not to get too deep into my background, but I grew up in a construction worker's family. So I was comfortable doing a lot of the build out myself. So I would take my downtime. Which you did originally in the, right. in the space. Right. So yeah, in the original space, it was pretty much all us. So I kind of did the same thing here, but I partnered up with a couple of contractors who helped me do a nice little chunk of the things too that I wasn't comfortable with or just didn't have enough time for. But it yeah, was, because obviously you were still running your other practice. Right. Like it was taking up all of your free time. Right. So I, I would come here on my downtime and I kind of loved it because it brought me back to like my late teens, early 20s when I was still in college. And even when I was in Cairo school, I'd come home on break and I'd work with my dad on the construction crews. And it was just fun to be part of like a construction crew for a little bit. So I'd go work, adjust but, people. But also it was probably ball. exciting because it reminded you of when you opened originally because yeah. you had to Absolutely. build out that space and get ready and you were excited to start a new venture. And it's the same kind of thing here. I yeah. mean, even though you're just bringing your practice here, it's still a new endeavor. It's, 100%. Yeah, because especially like in the size of it, I mean, it's, it's so much more, I mean, it's what, 10 times? the size of your old yeah, feels, office feels I mean, like, yeah. my goodness yeah so so i would just come over here and chip away and we didn't take a build loan so that was the other piece of it too i just when the office did well in the old plaza spot i would take some of the profit and i would put it towards a piece of the build out and it, it, we eventually kind of time synced it up to where we'd be able to you know finish the build out at the same time that our lease ended um and bring that business over here and like I mentioned with the size of it, it's a building that we can grow into so we can get even busier than we currently are, but we're never really going to be able to grow out of. I'm not even using every room that's currently in the building. Some of them are just earmarked for future, you know, chiropractors coming in and things like that. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, in the process of doing this, we've also um, taken ownership of CrossFit Strongsville. And so when it comes to CrossFit Strongsville, they were always under our roof. They were owned by uh, uh, CrossFit Strongsville was owned by David Choma and Rick Campbell. And they were uh, uh, really good friends of mine. And so, they used to lease space from you in the old office. Yep. And originally it was like, what, 900 square foot? Yeah. It was something small just to get started, get up and running. And then it grew and grew and they expanded over time, which was smart because obviously you've kind of helped have that influence on them, I think, because the same thing you're doing here. You didn't just bite off more than you can chew and go too crazy and get super in debt with everything. No, like you did it slow. You did it over time. You almost waited until you had to move instead of wanting to go right away to try to expand or do whatever right. to make more money, which is what a lot of business people do. They, they see the dollars and think, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I can expand. And like, no, it's like, you've got to take your time. You've got to really just do it nice and slow. And that's kind of what they did over time as well. You got it. They grew into it. I, I always have a saying, you know, you hear people say, live within your means, you know, buy a car that's within your means. House is a, Most always, people don't understand that. Yeah. And when it, I, especially when I talk to them about how my mentors have taught me how to buy cars, they're like, oh, I can't do that. I want a nicer car than that. Well, you can't afford a nicer car right. than that, which is why you're broke. Right, right. And so, so my the thing I always tell people, especially young chiropractors, 
actually live a step below your means. Because if you live a step below your means, money won't ever be an issue. You might have to deal with other stressors, but I think a lot of us can agree that one of the most stressful things to actually deal with is lack of funds, which creates so, bleeds into so many other things and creates so many other stresses. But if you're financially solvent, you can usually manage all of your other stressors. It's like if you're living a step below your means and then all of a sudden you take your car in to get some car repair and you need four new tires, you're okay because you've been living a step below your means. So you'll have that liquid money to be able to put four tires on. If you've always been living exactly within your means, anytime you have that surprise expense, you go to the dentist and he says, oh, you need a whole bunch of crowns or you go and you need four new tires or, oh my gosh, a storm happened and now my roof's leaking and I need to pay the deductible to get a new roof. All of a sudden you get crushed and now you are no longer living within your means. You're way beyond it. So I always say live a step below your means because then you're, you always have this, this extra nested money that protects you. And so that's what I've always tried to do with the Healthy Issue. That's what CrossFit Strong Soul was trying to do. COVID happened. COVID really nuked gyms. Oh, and, yeah. I uh, mean, it's murdered almost every gym that I know. It's, yeah. it's been crazy. I mean, the fact that most of them are still open surprises It's crazy, me. crazy. And it probably did close one in every two gyms if we were actually to do like the math on it. And because not only did it hurt them because they got targeted as a thing to it's close. Like, it's like the one thing that is actually important during the, the, the damn pandemic to actually go lose some weight, to get healthy, to do the kind of things that you need to do to actually have a good, healthy, long life. Yep. Like, oh, no, you can't do that. You need to sit at home and eat bonbons and do nothing. And we'll take care of you as the government. And we'll just give you money. It's all bullshit. Like yep. what they needed to do was, I don't know, stop eating crap. Go to the gym and start working out, you know, and, and like start working out, like uh, moving their cardiovascular yeah. system and get well, healthy again. It was strange that a lot of other businesses were allowed to create COVID protocols to allow themselves to stay open and make people feel safe, depending on their level of concern with it. But for some reason, gyms weren't allowed to do that. And it was especially unique in a CrossFit setting where you actually are, you know, we set up the workout for you. And let's say you're going to use a barbell that day, a kettlebell and a, a, a wall ball, you know, a big uh, weighted ball. When I set up a workout for that and I'm coaching somebody in that, I give you your own barbell, kettlebell, and wall ball. It's not even like you're sharing it with someone else. And then at the end of the workout, even before COVID, everyone sp sprays off all their equipment and cleans it all with, sanit with sanitizing spray and cleaners. So it was interesting because CrossFit gyms were gyms. So they still got shut down like everybody else. But the irony is that if they would have been treated as an individual style of fitness, they're like totally covid proof because everybody gets their own equipment to work on yeah it's like so it's, it's the government overreach that happened it was just it's ludicrous and the fact that people didn't push back more just hurts my heart and yeah. i really hope that red-blooded americans are going to stand up and say you know what no i'm not going to shut down i'm not going to lose my business because some politician tells me that i need to be safe so that he can get reelected. Mm -hmm. who doesn't give two fucks about me or any of my clients mm -hmm. people should be left to make their own decisions if yeah. you don't feel comfortable as a business owner being open then you shouldn't be open you can yep. close that's your choice whatever but if if you feel comfortable being open and your clients feel comfortable coming that was then they too. should be able to let them and that's make a the period decision. end of story 100 and it would be the members i i agree with matt here that 
It would be the member's decision. I'm not going to come to your house and drag you out and say, well, you have a year contract, and since we're open, you still have to pay me. I would never do that to someone. If they felt like they were uncomfortable because of the current pandemic state coming into my facility, whether it's chiropractic, CrossFit, or massage, don't please don't come, and I'm not even going to be mad about that because you're allowed to make those decisions for yourself. But if I make the decision that I want to keep the facility open, and you make the decision that you want to come in, and you're accepting the assumed risk – that hey, that should be completely reasonable Absolutely. too. Like you said, it's red blooded American, free American. So, um, so yeah. Anywho, Jim's got blasted by that, and because it did, the previous owners were stuck in a financial situation where they weren't going to be able to bail themselves out, and they basically. They met with me and my wife, Chrissy, and they said, hey, look, this is our financial forecast. And based on this financial forecast, we have about two to three months to exist. Um, and that's assuming they weren't they weren't paying me rent. Our landlords at the time were really reasonable. And they actually like they even though the gym was subleasing from me. So the landlords had no contract with the gym. The gym's contract was with me. The landlord still looked out for the gym and they said, OK, we're going to reduce your rent by whatever the gym was paying you so that the gym doesn't have to pay while they're not open, which was really special. That's great of them because most places did not do that, did not do that. No. So still the gym only had X amount of dollars to continue to exist because they had developed their own debts and things like that. So they still had overhead, even if they weren't open and it wasn't even the overhead I was taking from them. It was just debts and things like that. So they had about two to three months to exist. And, um, one of the solutions was going to be bankrupting it. Well, because they were subleasing the space for me and I already owned this bigger facility at the time and I was building it out, it was like, well, we've got this giant space in the back. That's supposed to be a CrossFit gym. Um, Chrissy and I decided that we would step in and take control of the gym because otherwise I was going to still be eventually responsible for the rent of that gym space. Even when Yeah, we because still again, they the didn't space. have a separate lease with the building right. owner. They were leasing from you. Right, right. So, um, so Chrissy and I decided to step in and basically looked at it as if we can at least get the gym to just pay its own bills. It can be our passion project. Chrissy and I have always worked out inside CrossFit Strongsville. Even, you know, when I do my powerlifting, I'm doing it out of CrossFit Strongsville. So we decided it can be a passion project for us. As long as it can pay its own bills, we don't have to actually make any money off of it. Because if we're doing our job at the healthiest you, we don't need to have this additional income coming in. And all of our members that stayed through the pandemic and everything could still have a place to work out. So I think CrossFit Strongsville at its busiest prior to our ownership, at its busiest it ever got, it had about 100, maybe a little over 100 members. Um, when we took it over, it had 34. And <clears throat> and those 34 members were just people who stuck through COVID, so they weren't really you know working out in the facility or anything like that. And um, Chrissy and I stepped in. Chrissy took her L1. So my wife, Chrissy, is actually the affiliate owner. Because with CrossFit, you have to, in order to be affiliated and use the CrossFit tag, you have to have an uh, an L1. Because yeah, I always tell people, it's like CrossFit is not a, exactly a training strategy. It's a good marketing business. Right. So like if you want to use their name on your building to pull people in, you got to pay them a bunch of money mm -hmm. by having all their certifications, by you know paying them your annual lease your, fees or yep, whatever it affiliate. is. And it's like... Yep. You could do all the same things and call it Strongsville Strength Conditioning or do yep. what you can call it whatever you wanted yep. to. You call it Dr. Max's Playhouse. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know, but to have that 
a CrossFit somewhere in the name, you've got to pay them money, which is how they make their money, which is, you know, to me, why the open is ridiculous. Yeah. Because you got all these people who are going to pay this money to do the open. It's like, just let them do the open. Let the people who are going to go to the games actually ones pay to get in to get ranked or whatever. To me, it's ludicrous. You're going to charge, you know, your 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 clients or whatever, you know, 50, 60 bucks or whatever it is to join the open. Yeah. Well, it's like, what are we doing? Like, let them just do the workouts and have fun. Like, what, like, what are we doing here? But again, CrossFit is a marketing business. And yeah. They're good at that. They so, exist to make so money. They do that. And yeah. they make a gajillions of dollars doing that. Yeah. And so for the listeners, the open is once a year, they do this worldwide set of workouts. It's now down to three. And and you can compare yourself to everybody else in the world. And the best people at that move on to further stages that eventually well, you, well, it used to, to be like the games. regionals and yep. you, they go to the games after that or whatever. They've, they've since changed how they do all that. Yeah, it's but, like a quarter but final, semifinal, it's similar. Like the top 10% are going to make it and the other you know, 98% who, whoever It's it just is. so people like you and I can compare each other to each other. Yeah, but you and can do that in gym anyway. You don't even pay money to do that. 100%. One thing that I've always felt that CrossFit could do a little bit better is protect the affiliates a little bit more because we do pay to keep that affiliate and all of our members pay 20 bucks if they want to do the open it would be really nice if what they did was they tracked the amount of our members that sign which would be super easy for them to do because you put where you're where you're working out out of when you enter the open if they tracked that and they reduced our affiliate year for the or our affiliate cost for the following year by a percentage yeah because hey you made us this much money by having your your clients sign up for this and we'll get we'll cut your break next year yeah we'll discount your affiliate fee because you had all these people sign up for the open which is basically just a giant excel sheet um so that would that would be a nice thing but um, it, it's interesting because actually someone just asked me this past week, why do you stay CrossFit? And part of the reason I said that, that we do, or one of the major reasons is because we are surrounded by group fitness facilities and the only thing that separates us from the three group fitness facilities within a mile, not even like a half mile of our office here. One of the major things that separates us is we're the only one that's actually called CrossFit. And the interesting thing is those three other group fitness facilities that are immediately around us, they all did Murph on Memorial Day too. They do CrossFit workouts. I know the owners and they're all great people, but ours is actually called CrossFit. Yeah. So if you're actually looking for CrossFit or you type and in CrossFit. And that's the thing is if the they area, see it on ESPN or whatever it is they see it, like, oh, I need to find a CrossFit gym. I don't yep. need to find a strength and conditioning gym. I need to find a CrossFit gym. Right. So it allows us to stand out as something different from the other group fitness facilities yes, which, which is obviously a good thing yeah so that's that's been um one of the major drives in us staying crossfit um and so back to the ownership structure chrissy owns the affiliate and um we basically made it so that the healthiest jew owns crossfit strongsville um through me and so we got it up to a point where we had in any given month somewhere between about 70 and 85 members a month. So we were able to build the membership back up um, slowly over time, and it was paying its bills. So, but so you got to the point where it was at least breaking even. It wasn't a burden on you and Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. so Chrissy and I have still to this day, I've actually never written myself a check or Chrissy a check from CrossFit Strongsville. But I told you before, I kind of, I like living a step below my means. I'm more of a squirrel, so I like to just kind of like have money there. And the But you're also putting it back into the business. And 100%. Else. So building out the gym. So – um, in the meantime, you know, we built out this CrossFit space here, which, as I mentioned, is about 7,000 square feet. So it almost tripled the amount of usable gym space. 
um, for our members. And it's such a great location, too. Like, it's well set up. It's, it's a great space. Thank you. Thank you. So, it's uh, as we are getting closer to moving in here and that, that move date was in sight, I was taking care of some family members of an owner of another group fitness gym in the area called Strong Tower. And Strong Tower was a CrossFit gym for a while. CrossFit ran into some kind of public view issues a little while back that I don't want to get into. And about everyone, half- know, everyone who's in that world knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And those of you who don't, and like, just realize that they got a little egg on their face because they did some stupid stuff. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it mainly had to do with the guy who created CrossFit. It wasn't like all CrossFit gyms were doing bad things. It was just the guy who created CrossFit said yeah. some it, screwed it just, up stuff. Yeah, so it's just a little egg on your face. That's yep. all. So um, about half of the CrossFit gyms dropped their affiliates. So it was, were, yeah, it was massive in the CrossFit world. Yeah, so so – that made it even more that us being CrossFit made us a little bit more of an, uh, an outlier within our community, which was helpful, actually. But Strong Tire was, a, was an affiliate at one point in time, but they were doing CrossFit still, and, and they were using CrossFit programming and everything. They just weren't paying that affiliate fee to use the CrossFit name, and they didn't have um, L1 coaches. Even though some of their coaches did have their CrossFit certs, they weren't all all you know CrossFit coaches and stuff like that. So anyways, I'm talking to the, the, the owner of that facility's family one day while I'm taking care of him, and I'm like, man, we're kind of like moving closer to his gym, and he's an awesome guy, and I've known him for years and years, and our gyms operate really similar. It would be so cool if we just merged one day, because he was another guy where he had a full-time job, and the gym was just his passion project. Um, and it was a, it was another one where like it was a partnership, but then the partnership didn't work out, so he bought out the partner, and he was kind of running the thing himself with a really good team, but I, I didn't know the ins and outs of it. I, I ended up, you know, Chrissy and I sat down with him, had some lunches and he, he actually did a great job of keeping like poker face for the early meetings. And when we initially suggested the the merger, his, his uh, family members are the ones that brought us together, which was really, really cool. And he kept poker face and was, it showed him the space and everything. He's like, this could be cool. I got to talk to my wife and, you know, it wasn't until he brought his wife over to the space that, like, she wasn't ready to do Poker Face that I knew, like, oh, th- they really want this. Yeah, they're actually she excited was, about this. She was stoked. She was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, and we could get some freedom because all of a sudden it wouldn't just be us owning the gym ourselves. Yeah, we'd have some help, help and everything yep. else. People with experience to bounce things off of. It's like even just having the idea of sitting down with someone, hey, I'm thinking this. I want to do this. What do you guys think? Yep. Like that's so important where it was obviously you don't really have that except for maybe with some mentors that you trained with before you open your own chiropractic you center. It all boils down to you. Yep. So it's it's great to have somebody like that you can actually bounce ideas off of. You got it. And he was in a similar spot. He wasn't writing himself checks from the gym. It was just making ends meet. So the cool thing was we said, well, if yours isn't really working out, uh, making you money or anything like that, we can take two overheads and turn it into one overhead, but hopefully double our membership because hopefully as many of his members as, as possible would come if we merged and we just moved them a little bit south, but our gym was moving a little bit north, so we were kind of meeting in the middle there. And luckily, we it, it, everything worked out, and we've brought the strong. And it was cool that their name was Strong Tower, and we were across at Strongsville, so it didn't even have to have this big change that way, uh, naming wise. So we brought the memberships together. We were able to, you know, shake hands, make the whole thing work um, from a partnership. And part of it was easy because he wasn't looking at it from like a, hey, how can I make a lot of money off of this? He was looking at it more from like a, how can I take care of my members and make sure this keeps working? Because he and his wife had reached a point where. 
mindset. I don't know that I can keep doing this for the rest of my life with my kids' soccer games and sports events and church and these different obligations that I have outside of my own work life too. Yeah, I don't I mean, know how I can second, also it's run It's a second a full-time job. Yes. If you're already working a full-time job plus your family obligations, your We're, personal life and having social life and friends and everything else, it's like – how do you justify that? How do you keep all that? So, and Chrissy and I were in the same spot where we were thinking like, boy, because even though there were two of us doing it, we're spouses. So it's still affecting the household yeah. the same way. And not to mention, like, it's your guys' time together, which mm-hmm. is, you, you've obviously said in the past, it's almost like a selfish thing of like, I want to work with the people that I want to spend the most time with because I spend the most time with them. Yep. You got it. So, um, we were in a similar spot to them. And because again, we weren't cutting ourselves big checks and making lots of money off the gym. We thought, well, it'll be, if the gym even makes money beyond what it's paying its bills and everything, like the idea of profit sharing and things like that were like easy discussions because up until that point, like neither ownership was actually taking checks or anything. It was a passion project for each of us. And we did bring it together. And now the gym's doing better than ever. It actually does make money, which is really, really cool. Um, so that part's been really special having an extra owner and he's more, I would call him like the visionary owner. So my role is more like the day-to-day operations. I would call me like the business owner. So I pay the, you know, pay the bills, write the checks to the staff, you know, the internet goes out. I'm the guy that's calling the internet company, making sure that's all working. Um, and because I'm here in the chiropractic office anyways, the coaches, the members, they can come to me for for most things on any given day. But he's more the visionary I owner, kind of big picture, creating cool ideas for the gym. Um, it's also great because he's a great conduit for the members that were formerly Strong Tower and not our Strong Zone members. And also his coaches, they still, even at this point in time, we've been open about three months here uh, since the merge. Um they still feel a little bit more comfortable going to him about concerns they have or things they want to bring up, present, help the gym in different ways. And then he can kind of funnel them over to me. Maybe if we would have merged and not had him in an ownership position, they might not have felt comfortable coming to me about things yet until they get to know me a little bit more or know Chrissy a little bit more. So, you know, he works out great in that position too. Um, And he's great because he knows all those people. So he also knows the background they're coming from. So he handles that kind of visionary aspect of things. Um, He's coaching a couple days a week. I'm coaching. Chrissy's coaching. Then Chrissy's role within the ownership trio is that she actually owns the affiliate. So kind of without her, like we don't have a CrossFit gym. (laughs) Um, She coaches. She does a lot with the membership liaison side of things. So as far as your interest in CrossFit Strongsville, you go to CrossFitStrongsville.com, you click the Get Started tab, it's going to ask you a few questions, and then it's going to fire an email over to her, and she's the one that's most likely to reach out to you and get you started with a membership. Brendan does, about, I would say, probably 30 to 40% of those too, so he helps her with that piece of it, uh, which is really great too, and that's been great for our household because now Chrissy's in handling every single one of those membership liaison experiences. So he's also relieved pressure in our household the same way we've been able to relieve pressure in his household because he's no longer the guy that writes the checks and signs the, yeah. the, the stuff and pays the bills and all that stuff. So it's really worked out for all three of us. Um, he was just in here, you know, as we were walking in and uh, getting everything set up for the podcast today. It's just, it's cool because we have known each other for a really long time, but he's the guy that like when we interact together, we're kindred spirits in a lot of ways. So it's funny because anytime we're in the gym together 
it's not forced. We get along like we're siblings or something like that. And it's that's probably really great for the membership to see because they're like, oh gosh, these guys are total pals. But the interesting thing is that though we've known each other for a long time, we've only gotten close through this experience, but it's just, I think because we came from similar spots to create this merger, it just immediately bonded us together. Yeah. So it just, we have a really great relationship too. And he's got small children and I've got the small children and everything. So we just, we're in a very, very similar spot in life. So we just relate to one another really well. Um, so yeah, so we, by merging the gyms, it allowed us to also fill up that space with more equipment because instead of just taking our gym's equipment into the 7,000 square foot gym, we also took their equipment into the 7,000 square, which is now all our equipment. And then it's now all our members, but, you know, pulled the Strong Tower members and the Strongsville members together to create the new CrossFit Strongsville. So that's been really special, too, because it's not like this giant gym with three people working out in it. Instead, <laughs> it's this big 7,000 square foot space. And I'm, gosh, if you come in on Saturdays, it looks like we're, it's like dollar dog night, you know. <laughs> to, it's to a local gym. baseball stadium. Yes, exactly. There's just people everywhere. They're coming through the windows and everything. And But that's great. And it's special for us. And. Um, you know, now we have different issues like, Hey, this class is so full. We need to have two or three coaches in it, not just one instead of before where it was like, Hey, are we canceling that class? Cause only one person signed up. Um, and nothing draws a crowd yeah, like those, a crowd. Those, those so. are good problems to have instead of the old yes. problems. Like, okay, well, can we just break even this month? Like, no, it's we yeah. got so many people. What are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's been really great with CrossFit, um, Strongsville and having that opportunity to, to, you know, build it up and see it grow back to a nice, comfortable, healthy spot where it's, again, comfortably comfortably paying its bills. And we can talk about things like the members come to us and, hey, man, it'd be really cool to have some more showers in the facility and stuff. And we can be like, yeah, I think we, we, we're going to be able to do that instead of before where it's like someone brings up a shower and it's like they're twisting a knife in your heart because you're like, I'd like to have a shower in there too. Like, I wish we could do that, but we can't. Yeah, unless <laughs> you want to pay for it yourself. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> um, so now, you know, the gym – having uh being more in the green allows it the ability to provide more for the membership too which has been really special so crossfit strong is kicking butt um and then the healthiest you again having the mem or the patients now able to come into this bigger facility um it's it's nice just because the new shiny as far as me giving it the aesthetic facelift with those contractors but then it's just got clever little quirks to it like the middle of the facility has a skylight with an atrium in it so it's got a pond and a little waterfall and, a, and an area where it basically looks like you're outside when you're inside which was really cool in the winter when it was snowing outside and you came in my building and there were like palm trees and like a little oasis space <laughs> um in the summer it's kind of funny because i underplayed or, or underestimated how much that skylight was like holding a magnifying glass over an anthill. Oh, yeah. And it's like its own little heater <laughs> in the building. So yeah, I'm learning every day, and that's something I certainly am learning along the Well, that's, that's the joys of any kind of like new building. Is I, we, we talked about that first when you moved into the place. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to put out this fire and that fire, and plus all the, the red tape of trying to get into the building with you know inspections and all that kind yep. of stuff, which always takes forever, especially yeah. now yep. with all the pandemic stuff that's still going on, which is just ludicrous. Yep. But it's it is what it is. You got to deal with it. So yeah, there's all these little quirks. You'll be dealing with that stuff for a couple of years. It just it is what it is. That's that's part of moving into any kind of new space. It's yep. you got to you know deal with all the stuff. Oh yeah, well this is a problem. Oh, well that's a problem. We got to deal with that later. I can't deal with it right now. I have to fix it at some point. Yep, you're, you know, you're so exactly right. It's just how it, you got to focus on what's important first, which is obviously getting people through the door and getting open. Yep. 
I, uh, I think I've actually specifically said to you, you know, when we were first getting in here and it was, it was every single day. It was like, I was seeing patients, but then like little things just weren't working. Like all the outlets in this room stopped working or like, okay, what's wrong with the lights in the gym or this, or this vent isn't blowing, you know, hot air when we need it here. The joys of an old building, especially one that's been vacant for years. Right. So, you know, now we're past sorting out those little fires, but I, I think I've, I've said to Matt a handful of times. He would. He always asked me how I'm doing when I walk in the room, which is really nice because not every patient. Has, I always <laughs> ask the patient how they're doing, but it's funny to get it asked back. And I would say I'm trying to stand on, just trying to stay on two feet. But during those early parts of us opening, within that first month, I would tell him, I'm trying not to drown in the lake I threw myself in. <laughs> I, I would have to tell myself that a lot of times because. First off, I'd, I'd remind myself like other business owners have done this before, so I can do it because other people have done more. They've done bigger things than what I'm trying to do. So it, maybe not everybody does it, but if someone's done it before me, I can do it too. But also I chose to do this. Like this was my choice. I didn't have to do it. And because it was my choice, like, hey, you got to get this done. You got to put out all the little fires because you chose to be the guy that does that. And you chose to be the guy that did some of the build out yourself and, and was the hands-on guy. And you don't have a necessarily building manager all the time. So y- you are the guy that gets that vent working or gets that light working again or whatever. And it, it, it definitely got to a point in that first month where I was like, whoo, I don't know if I can handle all of this stuff at once. But as you as you kind of mentioned and and – as we've discussed off mic, it, it it does start to taper down right about that building point where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can handle juggling any more eggs. Some of the eggs just start to come out of the juggle on their own because yeah. you've put out enough fires that they just they don't pop up anymore. And again, it's it's all back to focusing on what's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, stay open and keep running. Okay, what do we need to do to keep that happening? The rest of it we'll fix later. Yep, I don't have time right now. We'll we'll get it, we'll get it sorted out. Yep, you got it. So just prioritizing the fires and eventually here we are, like I said, three three months deep into being in the space and they now it's more of a you know, we're just operating like we would normally operate on a day to day basis and you don't have those little building surprises that were that yeah, were happening the first before. few weeks and what have you so what was the official uh opening date when you guys were here in the new building yeah so april 2nd i think was the official grand uh, grand soft opening <laughs> of the <laughs> facility so yeah april 2nd when we started um so in here we're recording this you know end of june so um, and like I said, we've already gotten to a point where, you know, everything's kind of stabilized. The membership's kind of stabilized because that was the thing, too. In the gym, you're bringing two communities together and CrossFit really breeds this idea of community. And though we knew our gyms were very similar, when you put them together, you're hoping that everyone else views it that way. But you don't know how it's going to go yeah. when you bring. I mean, realistically, it's going to be six months to a year until you see the new culture of the gym because right. it's, it's still being formed right now. Because obviously, you're trying to take the best of both of those gyms and leave all the crap and just take what's best into the new place. You got so it. So it's going to be a little bit longer, but I, after about a year or two, you're going to have such a dynamic. I, I think it's it's going to just blow up and go crazy. Be awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. And and you're exactly right. We're still at three months. Like you still hear like the the strong tower people call it like our stuff, meaning like their like the barbell they brought or our members. And I'm sure. And over time, you'll see that kind of blending where it's yes. just like we are all our. It's just you know cross yeah. the strong souls, cross the strong souls. And it was harder for them. And I, I you know don't have any question that it was harder for them because 
for us, we our members knew we were moving to a new space. It stayed called CrossFit Strong. So like there, nothing. Chrissy and I were still owners, so there wasn't any big change there. We were just bringing in another owner there. Yeah, where so to them it'd be no different than if a bunch of people signed up in the new place. Exactly, it'd be no different. To exactly, them. and and we added a coach or two. So what I did to try to help with the merge was we actually made their head coach the head coach. So, and it was really nice that our coaches weren't offended by that, or if they were, they at least kept it under the hood or understood and appreciated what I was trying to do there, which was give their membership something to grab hold of and say, okay, well, this isn't just the cross the formerly cross at Strongsville party. This is a joint thing. And their, their head coach is now our head coach is awesome. His name is Ben. Uh, we have two Bens in the gym. They're both awesome. They're both awesome. Shout coaches. out to both the Bens. Yes, <laughs> but um, the the head coach Ben is absolutely terrific. He's military guy. He's boxer. He's just really really cool. And um, he he's another one of those guys like I didn't know until we did the merge, and I feel like I've known him forever. Um, especially the way he and I can joke. And uh, he's been terrific for the facility, for membership and everything. But some of the other coaches too that were formerly Strong Tower Fitness have just been awesome additions to our team. And you're like, gosh, you you guys are a godsend. Just the way they act. We have one and Coach Kelsey who's setting up all this kids CrossFit stuff. My kids are doing kids CrossFit now, which we were not doing before. So that's been really, really cool. And uh, again, the members are starting to kind of blend and mix up. But it is funny because I, I still coach classes and – on any given class in in the within the gym space, which is shaped like a rectangle, you'll have like the left side of the rectangle is all the formerly crossed strong tower or Strongsville people, and the right side of the rectangle is all of the formerly uh strong tower fitness people. So they're still kind of like separated working in the same space. Um so it's still yeah, but just give still that blending. time. Exactly. That like time you said, it's it's going to be like, like a year by, yeah, and then by, all of a sudden. By, the, by this time next year, that will not be the case. Right. I agree. I agree. So and, and it's not because they, they don't like each other. Actually, they'll they'll communicate great. It's it's just that natural tendency. Yeah, it's, just it's, like the honestly, it's what first day at a new school. It's you know? what they're used to. So they're going to hang out with people that they've known a little bit longer. But once they get to know everybody else, everyone's going to intermingle and you're going to create this great atmosphere. Because I know you. And I, I don't, I don't know your new uh, partners yet, but it sounds like they're good people. And it's like, they're going to not just be like, oh, well, it's us versus them. Like, no, we're all in this together. This is all us now. This is all us. All us. Yep. And that's, that's the thing that, you know, their team's been really good about pitching too, is that it's all ours now. And that's, that I, I'm real quick to always say it. Like, it's all ours together. It's our facility. And even when I say that, I don't talk about it even just like, uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of owners and it's my gym, it's my stuff. But I always look at even the healthiest you as ours, as a communal thing, as the patients too. It's your chiropractic facility too. It's my chiropractic facility, but it's also your chiropractic facility. Um, and I'm quick to tell every member or every patient, like you, you helped build this. So when you come into this space that feels a little more state of the art and a lot bigger, you know that if you were an existing member or an existing patient before we ever opened this, you built it like this. This is, and I think I told you that the yeah. very first time you came in here, and you're like, this is really cool. I'm like, well, thank you. You built it because 
without your loyalty and patronage and referrals and all that stuff, couldn't have done this. And the same thing with the, the, the gym. And it's true of the strong tire people, strong seal people, doesn't matter. Just all the gym members, they helped turn that into what it is. Yes. Cause obviously it's, it's a big team thing with, without all of those little individual things, it doesn't add up into the bigger thing, but also without your vision, your curation of everything, keeping all of it moving together in the same direction. More importantly is holding that bigger vision Mm -hmm. like that's what really pushes everything forward so i know that you give credit to others and i get that you know but it's like you and your team you guys are the ones who like keep pushing it forward and i I just like keep doing what you're doing because it's great thank you but the the biggest thing is is like don't lose sight of that bigger vision yeah and like that's that's the big thing it's the biggest thing that's going to help the gym is having that bigger vision of like this is our gym we're going to do this we're going to have that whatever it is like we're going to be the biggest and best of whatever in the area. Who who knows? Like whatever that is for you guys, but it's like, like in a, in a year or two, it's going to be really cool to see like the camaraderie that's going to be How, coming out yeah. of that gym for sure. Yeah, and it's it's been blossoming, you know, as far as the membership and everything. Like I alluded to with that, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. It's yes, <laughs> it's just what's going on there. Oh, yeah. What are all those people doing there? Exactly. I want free hot dogs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that's already allowed the gym to even grow from the point where we merged to even today. It's bigger than it was before because now we've added new members to the mix who just kind of heard about what we were doing. Um, so it's, that's it's a buzz. Really cool. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. And now we have a space, too, where you don't have to kind of like shun, you know, like, hey, don't look in that corner. You're kind of like not looking the person straight in the eye when you're like telling them about certain things with your gym because you're a little bit embarrassed. Now you bring them into the CrossFit gym and you're proud of the space because it's like, hey, check out this thing that we've got going on here. It's this nice big open space. It's clean. It's got nice equipment in it. We've got this giant rig in the middle where everyone can work out and we can have these big classes. We can... We haven't hosted any competitions. You could probably run two or three classes in that space at the same time. That's a funny thing. We actually run. You can have like a fundamentals and a regular class and a competition class and a regular class. Or you could, you could like start doing weightlifting stuff in there if you really wanted to. But that's that's its own kind of niche thing. Yeah, it's tough to do that. But you're right. And we do actually when we host the kids classes, we host them at a time during other class so that parents could like exactly. work out at the same time exactly and we do we just split the gym and the kids are working out. that's how you get a, a good kids class going is you get the parents of the people who are already coming to bring their kids let them start doing something let them get healthy let them get some general physical preparedness the good old gpp yep. which is what most kids are missing mm-hmm. like all these parents they want to specialize their kids in these sports yep. and they want to do all these things and you're only going to do this like no, like the best athletes have the most diverse backgrounds. Like mm-hmm. you need to be a generalist and then you can specialize later. Like the, the cream's going to rise to the top. Yep. Just because you put your kid in soccer, baseball, gymnastics, whatever it is, it doesn't mean that if they put in tons of these hours that they're going to beat out better athletes. They're not going to. Right. Like if the, the good athletes are going to beat them later. I'm sorry. This is just how it works. So yep. don't burn them out by having them do all this crazy stuff. Like let them be generalists. That's yep. so important. Help them. Yeah. And you're exactly right when it comes to kids stuff. It's more about making the kid a great athlete than like my seven-year-old she's in swim than just making her a great swimmer. Yes. Because being a great athlete, first off, it'll help her in swim. It's never going to hurt. But then also, it allows them the opportunity to pivot because, like, we were all kids. And, you know, if you just picked one sport from the get-go when you were three years old and you just kept doing that your whole life and you became great at it and became an Olympian, that's awesome. That's definitely the st- statistical outlier. And it's all the time where you're listening to, like, uh, I don't know, you're watching college football and you're 
listening about this, you know, tight end for a D1 school. And they're like, well, he was actually a basketball player all the way through high school. And the college coach saw him and put him at the tight end role. And now he's getting yeah. drafted into the NFL. Because they're athletic. Because he was a good athlete. Yes. So he was able to pivot. And if you make your children great athletes, they're going to be able to pivot. And they're going to be able to pivot based on their interests, their friends. Because as much as I'd love to just force my kids to play the sports that I want them to play, like they're going to do what their friends want to do. Yes, and that's, that's the biggest thing. It's not even what they want to do. It's what their friends are doing. Yep. So it's important even in that respect to just make them good athletes so that they could – you know, if all of a sudden Verena, she she actually just did this, my oldest, my seven-year-old, she just did this where she said, okay, well, you know, when, when swim class is done here, I actually want to jump back into soccer. And we, she hadn't done soccer since she was like four. And soccer is actually the sport I wanted to play, so I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, uh, you know, wants to do that. And us doing the CrossFit Kids with her and stuff like that, it's huge because I'm just trying to make her a better athlete so she can dip into soccer then. And the endurance aspect of soccer and the physical demand on her isn't going to just nuke her because it's a very different skill set from swimming Yo, yes very much so so and where swimming can be very very specialized um even though it can be an endurance sport it's just it's very very sport specific um i think that you know it's important to have them be able to like i said pivot keep their options yeah open and be able to be jump back athlete. and forth and do all of them and be competent and comfortable in all of them as well. Yep. A great example of this, I was actually watching a good, good video. Uh, they do a YouTube golf and they're, they're kind of like marketing towards the younger generation and they're, they're, they're making it fun. They're making it look appealing, which golf is a very frustrating sport as somebody who's gotten back into it the last few years, trying to get better at it. And it's like, I'm a good athlete. I'm, I'm, naturally athletic i've been good at almost every sport i've ever played i could jump into most things and be pretty competitive within a, a, a short amount of time but with mm -hmm. golf it's like i've really got to put in the time put in the energy and really work hard and grind well it's interesting because uh these guys did a shout out to like one of their like originally starting channels which was gm golf and they used to do all these kind of crazy challenges where they would have this wheel and they'd spin it and like okay well on this golf shot i'm going to take a shovel you know, and like, oh, this one, I've got a tennis racket. This one, I've got a hammer. This one, like, it's just, it's random. It's crazy. It's fun. It's, it's a good time. Well, there's one of these guys who's only ever played golf. Like, he's played golf. His dad was a golf pro. He grew up playing golf. He played through college and all that kind of stuff. Decided not to go pro and is trying to make a career now on YouTube, like doing golf on YouTube. He's a scratch golfer. He's really good. He's an excellent teacher, actually. So he does a lot of lessons and stuff on their YouTube channel and whatnot. But it, it was really interesting watching someone like that who's never played baseball, who's never thrown anything, who's never played soccer, who's never, never done anything like that, to watch him try to hit a golf ball with a shovel, try to hit it with a hammer, try to hit it with a baseball bat, like try to do all these kind of crazy things. It was hilarious when all these other guys who've played all these other sports, they're very well-rounded. They're, they're good athletes overall in it, like it just in general. Like, mm -hmm. Their GPP is amazing. Whereas he is very, very, very sport specific. And obviously he's an amazing golfer and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think he would have so much more benefit if, if he'd played some baseball, if he'd played some soccer, if he'd had done some gymnastics and had some great body awareness and, mm -hmm. and done those kind of things and just had that general overall, you know, physical preparedness. The, the GPP is what it boils down to. Yep. If he had just done more of that, I think he would be an even better golfer than he is now. 
Yep. Because he still would have put that time in. He would have had to to be as good as he is. He's an amazing golfer. You have to put in the work to be good. Unless you're John Daly. He's a freak. Yep. But <laughs> most people aren't freaks. Yep. Most people have to grind and work hard. Which it was, But it was just so interesting. Yeah. Watching him just swing and miss with all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's just hand-eye coordination. Like, yeah. everybody needs to be doing those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, so you're It's exactly. great that you guys are doing it at the gym. I love it. Especially, like, with the kids' classes. Especially mirroring them with actual classes so the parents can come in. They can get a workout in. So, you're you're doing the best of both worlds. You're helping these kids, but then you're also helping out the parents where they don't have to have find babysitters or do whatever to get, actually come in and get a good workout in, which is great. You got it. You got it. So. so, well, it's, it's great. Like I said, I, I'm really interested to see in the next year or two what, yeah. the, what the culture and the atmosphere is like because I know what the potential is, like knowing you and knowing what you guys have tried to do. And it'll be really interesting to see kind of what you guys make that in the next couple of years. It's going to be great. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for giving me a, a platform to kind of speak about what we've tried to create here. Uh, hopefully, I won't be, you know, a ghost on your channel. Which is mostly my fault. <laughs> no, 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 it's like in the past like, few years. Uh, life is life. You got busy. You've got all this kind of crazy stuff going on. You've had no free time, and I understand that. Which is why I never pushed it super hard. Yeah. But now that you've got the business open, it's like okay, like we need to sit down and get you back on the show because this is important, obviously. Because now you can send this out to your clients. You can send this out to new members. Hey, this is what we're trying to do here. This is the culture we want to have. This is what I try to do the same thing with my uh, jujitsu coach, and try to do the same thing with my old weightlifting coach. Like, like the idea is what kind of episodes can we do mm-hmm. to help you send new people to so you can explain it to it once. Mm-hmm. We can have it recorded and you can literally send them a link. Hey, this is the culture we want to have in our gym. This is why. This is what's going on. This is the history. This is how it all happened. And they can get a backstory. Now, the, the whole idea is to hurry up and get history. Yeah. Right. When you've when you've got new friends, you've got new people. Like you want to hurry up and get history because those are what creates long bonding. Like um, uh, what do we call it? Uh, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like if you don't have history together, you're not going to have that. But you got to hurry up and get there with yeah. new people. So it's like, how do you do that? Like with people, it's easy. Like spend a week together. Like live together. Like yeah. you'll get some history real fast. You'll get to know somebody really really quickly. With most of us. When's the last time you sat down with friends, yeah. you know, for two hours without your phone, without anything else going on? You just had a conversation. Like, it right. doesn't normally happen. Yeah, this. <laughs> just this. I mean, seriously. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly I, right. I try to do the same thing with, with the people. I mean, obviously, I've had, like, a lot of mortality kind of hit me, like, in the last couple of years and all that kind of stuff. And I've been trying to spend more and more and more time with my friends. And, like, when we're together, like, put your fucking phone away. Yeah. Like you can look at butts on Instagram later. Like, yeah. Like we're going to spend the time here. Like let's get together and play poker. Let's smoke a cigar out in the back. Let's drink some whiskey. Let's, let's, let's just hang out. Let's go play, play golf. Let's, let's go yeah. play golf. Let's go play disc golf. Let's go yeah. ride mountain bikes. Let's go do, let's, let's, let's get together and spend time. Like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough to even when we're doing those things, just to have them be present. So like yep. to sit here like this one on one and actually have a conversation is so rare, but it's, it's so good. But more importantly, is obviously with the podcast, what we're trying to do is like, okay, how can we grow the membership? How yeah. can we help you guys? But more importantly is how can we make your time more efficient? Yeah. Instead of doing this 30 different times with 30 different people, you can send them to the link. Here it is. But the good thing is now that it's there, it's there forever. Yeah. And yeah. we can obviously compound on that and modify it and change as we need to. I'm like, do a new episode. That's no yeah. problem. We can bring in the, the new owners. We can bring yeah. in Chrissy if you That'd want. We cool. can do those kind of things. Absolutely. Anything I can do to help you guys grow, 
I'm all in because I, awesome. I I want you guys to succeed. I want that to be good. But also, it's like you're my buddy. Like I want to hang out with you too. <laughs> right. Like this is fine. Yeah, yeah. Like like I get to see you. Like yeah, every every couple of weeks or whatever it is that I come in here. But yeah. like we need a couple of minutes together. That's it. Because you got other stuff to do, and I get it. I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah. But also, I want to see how you're doing and see what's going on. No, that's that's the that's a huge part of the incentive for doing this. Because yeah, I I view very similarly. That's why you notice, you know, the phone's over there. It got silenced the minute we actually hit the, you know, got ready to hit the button because it's not one of those like, oh, I'm keeping an eye on this or anything. And my wife knows like, hey, you know, I'm going to be, you know, yeah, off, I mean, off air there yeah, for because, a couple uh, hours because I want to do this. This is important for your mental health just mm-hmm. to be able to hang out with some people and get some stuff off your chest. It's good for business. So it's it's like it's, it's a nice little win-win. Obviously, you're taking time away from your, your family to be here. And I appreciate that. I truly do. But hopefully, it'll have long-term benefits, yep. which which will be good. And also, it's just a little good. break for you. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's fun to just, just get hang together and hang out bullshit. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been open now for three months. What are your what are your goals with this? Obviously, obviously to grow and to, to serve more people, to to help more people, whether it be through the gym or through the chiropractic center, or most likely both, because if you're doing any kind of working out, like you need to be seeing somebody. Yep. So wh- whether it's what's you or a physical therapist or a recovery specialist, like like my friend Dane Lee, which I know you've talked to mm-hmm. uh, as, as well, is like whether you're seeing somebody like that, like you need to be doing something. So yep. it's so it's it's kind of a give and take. Like it goes both hand in hand. Oh yeah, good, I would say every what, race. What, what are, what are some room. of your goals in the in the coming months? Obviously, but then more into the future. Yeah. So in the short term, here it's. Mainly to smooth out all of our little kinks even further. Um, you were making fun of me because we have horrible landscaping here. So one of my goals is to <laughs> make the landscape it, it, pretty. It needs updated. <laughs> yes. The, the, the indoors is a lot nicer than the outdoors of the but, building. But again, as we talked about before, like the important part was getting people through the door. Sure. And you can fix that later. It's an eyesore right now, sure. But we can fix it later. Sure. And that's so – but long term, the idea here was to be able to make this – you know, maybe a four chiropractor clinic and just continue to further the idea of if you're not looking for surgery or pharmaceuticals, this is the place you go in Strongsville or the surrounding area. So that's to just continue that even deeper. You know, I'm encouraging one of my team members to go get uh, acupuncture certification so we can have acupuncture here and things like that too. Um, That's the, that's one of the big goals here is to just continue to be that, but further it, you know, having more chiropractors here will increase our capacity too. But you and I are talking a little off air about how it's really important to find the right chiropractors for this facility. And I've had the fortune of mentoring um, people into the chiropractic profession. And my first associate, Dr. Lucas, he was um, a mentee where he came as a patient first, went to chiropractic school, came back, worked with me for some years. And now he runs a guy's clinic on the island of St. Croix, which is pretty sweet for him. Um, And we're still real close. But those are the types of chiropractors that I like to have here because they know what I'm looking for because they were here before they even went into the profession itself or the schooling for it. So when I talk about bringing in, you know, multiple chiropractors, it's making sure that they're truly the right chiropractors for this facility because if they don't mirror the same values and care style that I have, it's, it won't work. Um, so that's going to be really important too to make this a place where other chiropractors can develop their craft and play this big role in the community because 
For me, I love going to like our local mall and running into a whole bunch of patients I know. I think that's cool to be like a little local celebrity and not from an egoism standpoint, but just it's special to me to know that I played a role in their lives yeah. where when they see me at the food court, they want to come over yeah, they're and actually say excited hi, to Dr. See Max. You. They're not like, oh, that freaking guy. Yeah. It's I don't I never want it to be that way. Um, so I want to be able to make this a place where other chiropractors and my, my staff, even my, my chiropractic assistants and all them can feel like little local celebrities as well as my coaches here in Cross uh, Strongsville um, and the other owner, Brendan. And we can all feel like that. Like we're actually making a difference. You're leaving that footprint. Um, so that's that's the big goal for it. It's uh, You ever see that movie Troy with, uh, yeah. with Brad Pitt? There's a part in the beginning of it where he's got to fight this huge guy and a kid comes to get Achilles and he says, I wouldn't want to fight that guy. And Achilles says to him, well, that's why no one will ever know your name. But that piece of that movie I love so much because everything that I'm trying to do is so that people will know our name so that, you know, when my kids go to school and then they come out that they'll try to create that too, that they'll create this legacy around health and wellness and fitness and whether they become chiropractors or not, just that they, they know that dad did that and they're going to try to do something like that too. Um, That's really important so that, you know, when my time's done here, People will still know that name. They'll still know what Dr. Max did. Yeah, and dare I say, like, your whole goal is to better the community and the, the people around you. Yep. Like, that's the whole idea. It's not like you're going to take advantage of everybody to try to make as most money as possible like nope. a lot of business owners, like, try to do, which is why a lot of times business has a bad name, especially with, the, like, the young kids who get taught all this liberal stuff in college. Like, oh, well, capitalism is horrible, this and that. Like, well, it doesn't have to be. No. Like, it can be a good thing. You can do the right things and build a great thing and make money doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Capitalism is a good thing. Yeah. You know, but obviously if you're an evil person, you're going to do bad things. Like, so if you're an evil person, you start a business, like you're going to be a dirtbag. That's kind of yeah. how that works. But yeah. if you're a good person, start a business, you can do great things. You use it. Yeah. To further, further craft, but further, further your community yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the big goal for it. Very cool. Well, is there anything else that you want to drop in before we wrap this bad boy up? Any kind of things that we didn't maybe talk about you wanted to talk about? No, no, no. You, this has been great. So I can't thank you enough for letting me be a of part course. of the cast. This is, and, this is uh, always fun. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, closing thoughts or things you want to leave the listeners with? You know, I think we hit a lot of it. But maybe if I could just try to do a little bit about what we're talking about. For You know, Matt brought up the GPP. Get out there. Get fit. Get healthy. I think that um, is the most important thing you could do right now. Because I know, like me personally – I've been uh, a little depressed, and we've talked about in the podcast. Have you listened to that episode mm-hmm. yet? So I, I talked about my depression, and I wanted to kind of share that with people to kind of put it out there. And I was debating with whether or not to do it for a while because it's obviously in sharing with this podcast, I'm sharing so much of myself, but I obviously still need to hold back and still have my own personal life as well. But I also need to share my experiences and ideas with other people as well, which is the kind of the whole idea. So I was struggling with, with sharing that, but I thought it was time and I, I thought it kind of came across well. I, there's some things I wish we would have kind of covered and, you know, done differently, but that's always the case with podcasts. Yeah. It is yep. what it is, but uh, it was, it was, no, I thought it was great. And it, and it, there's so many people out there that whether you suffer from clinical depression, the way it would be specifically diagnosed or moments of depression, which isn't going to be something that's diagnosed. I would tell you that if you're a living, breathing adult human being, 
you're probably dealing with momentary depression. Of course. Probably every week, yeah, maybe it's, every it's, day. It's where part you of get, life, and you go, yeah, you go through it. these losses. Yeah, and, and it has to do with the way your hormones work, the way food affects you, the way daylight affects you, the way different occurrences hit you, the way your mind can drift into things that you remember that all of a sudden pull you into it, where you're like, why was I even thinking about that? Um, so I think that it's important just to let people know your perspective and that they're not alone too, that it's, it's important to say that, that people who, you know, can seem like they have everything under control and are, are absolutely crushing it can still suffer from what, what I call that momentary depression, where it's not something you're going to clinically diagnose. It's not something you're going to medicate for, but it doesn't mean that it's not still a type of depression that exists. Yeah. And like, I know that I was kind of struggling with that the last couple of years and I've really kind of let myself just be consumed by it a little bit. I've been eating like an asshole and I put on weight and it's like, I've officially started operation get less fat, you know? So it's like, I'm, uh, my buddy, uh, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Walker, uh, from, uh, Mike, the strong man, he put me on a nutrition plan and he's going to hold me accountable. So nice. I've been need, needing to lose some weight and get, get healthier again, because obviously I'm still like, going to jujitsu i'm still active i'm still playing golf and riding my mountain bike and doing those kind of things but i need to tighten things up i need to get better i certainly need to lose some weight because i am heavier than i've almost ever been even when i was back lifting oh. and i've got a lot less muscle mass so <laughs> so it's not good weight <laughs> it's just weight so got to get that off and got to get healthier and do those kind of things as well so yeah that's something that i'm working on personally i mean i think we all need to it's just yep. it is what it is it's yeah part even of life. if you're fit get more fit so it's it's uh so that that would be my parting you know, comments is that, you know, all too often we're looking about what's going to happen or looking at what's going to happen tomorrow. And we're not worried about adding days or years to the back end of our life. And so all those decisions you make, uh, whether it be to, you know, eat right, exercise, go see a chiropractor. You know, we talked about before in the previous podcast that nervous system controls everything. And that's ultimately what a chiropractor is controlling or, or adjusting. We're taking care of the nervous system so that your body can work the way it's supposed to. So that organs, muscles, immune system can all operate the, the way they're supposed to. And pain relief is just kind of a side effect of what I'm doing, which is why our office is called The Healthiest You. So doing all of these different things to be healthy, it doesn't just improve your quality of life right in that moment. In fact, sometimes when you're doing a really hard workout, you might feel like you're dropping your quality of life. <laughs> but it's more about adding days and years to the back end. It's an investment. It's just not an investment in your bank account. It's an investment in your life. But the funny thing is that when you're investing in your life, it impacts so many other things too. Like let's say you are a money-driven or business-driven person. Well, if you're enhancing that quality of life, you're going to be able to work longer. You're going to be able to work harder. You're yeah, going to be not able to mention you see a lot more. of people who gave up their fitness to focus on business in the later stages of their life. They're kind of falling apart, yep. and they, they their money isn't going to buy them better health. Yeah, yeah. They, they can only do it by putting in the work now. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, what you, was the best time to start? A year ago. Yeah, you, the second best time now. Now, yeah, it's you can only be proactive until health hits you. Yes. So uh, once health hits you, now you're reacting. Yes. So now you've missed the window to be proactive. And uh, I think that our generation does a really good job of being more proactive about their health. I definitely think so. Like, I know that my father personally has been struggling with this. He's retired uh, last few months. And then obviously, unfortunately, um, he was taking care of my mom, who was in the later stage of her life. And she was going very downhill with medical problems and issues. So he was <laughs> he was essentially a full-time nurse to her sure. in the last month of her life while he was retired, which was good that it happened when it happened because he needed to be there for her. Yeah. And it, it was good that he was while, while she was passing. And But now, 
it's like he's retired. He's got like mom's gone, so he's got nothing. He's like sitting at home by himself. He's he's not active. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any hobbies. All he's ever done is work all his, his entire life. He's yep. worked 70, 80 hour, 90 hour weeks, like since he was 16 years old. Like he's known nothing else to provide a, you know, um, a household, I guess, and a, a lifestyle for my family, like my mom and my, my brother and myself. You know, because she was a stay-at-home mom, they decided that if they were going to have kids, they wanted to have a stay-at-home mom. So yeah. not not have like the, the key around the neck and you're coming home to an empty house and all that kind of stuff. Like they didn't right. want that. So he's had to work super hard his whole life to be able to do that. And and now that he's like retired and doing nothing, he's I'm literally watching him waste away. Yeah. But he doesn't have the motivation to get up and go do anything because to him exercise is is worse than work. He doesn't mind working because he's like, yeah. I worked all my life. I know it's how to work. I can do that. But now I've earned the point where I don't have to work, which is great. But now he even sees exercise. I keep telling him just just get walking, just get moving, yeah. do something. But he doesn't want to do anything. No, and I'm no. literally watching him waste away, and it's like. I keep saying it's like if you don't do something, I'm gonna bury you in five years. Like you need to get moving, or you're going to waste away the same as mom did from medical issues that she couldn't really help it. I mean, she could have obviously done different things, but it was still gonna, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah, she had heart trouble. It is what it is. But like, but then his dad as well, like my grandpa, he just sat on his ass and just wasted away for years. His legs blew up, and he couldn't mitigate you know fluids in his body and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And it's like. Only exercise can push that. Well, I guess good diet too, but yeah. those things are need to work in tandem. But that's a great thing where it's it, that, or the important thing I should say, where it's all about you can only be proactive to a point, and yes. then you lose the opportunity to be proactive anymore. Now you're reacting. Yeah, and I think starting with you know that like late Gen Xer into like early millennials, that like they're the ones that are kind of saying, well, um, we're going to have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like that, that doesn't work because now we're seeing our boomer parents and we're saying, okay, well, if they weren't just fitness motivated people, they don't do fitness at all. There's no in between with that, with those generations. It's either like they're, they're gym rats or they're not in the gym or exercising or, or caring about diet or anything. They're not occasionally going for hikes or walks or vacations. Our generation is more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Our generation is more like that where there are people who will, partake in casual fitness and health where it doesn't have to be just a 100%, you know, day in day out lifestyle. It's cool if you have that and that's great, but it can also just be a hobby that you do. You just kind of like to eat clean sometimes and cook at home and you like to go on hikes. You go camping. I always tell people, I know some people like hiking. I'm not a big fan. I like, I'll go with people who want to go because I love spending the time with them and having the conversation. That's what I like about the hiking. But for me, I'd rather go play disc golf. I'd rather have an activity to do while I'm out hiking in the woods and moving around. Like I want to be doing something, which is why I love that activity. It's why now that's blowing up over the pandemic because it's something you could do outside. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's gone crazy. It's great. Yeah. Now now that you're seeing like Burt Kreischer get into it. So now they talked about it on Joe Rogan. So now it's like, now it's really blowing up because you're seeing these popular people talk about mm-hmm. it it's like this is awesome yeah like yeah. there's so many more parks going up and it's it's great to see well like i'd rather go do that than just go do something but it's still i don't get to go play all the time because i'm going to jujitsu i've got other hobbies i'm trying to see friends i'm doing whiskey nights at the house i'm doing poker nights at the house i'm trying to spend my time with the people that i love because mm-hmm. i've realized that hey like my time here is limited like i gotta get on this like mm-hmm. i need to spend the time with the people that i that i love yeah. to enjoy so it's it's good but yeah. like, you know, I mean, uh, the munchkin was up on vacation from texas you know yeah. it's like the, so she wanted to go play disc golf because she's gotten into it in college you know and it's like well 
Let's go. And yeah. Of course, it was great. the hottest damn day of the year. <laughs> Got heat exhaustion. It was, oh, God, it was horrible. But it was still fun to go out and do that and have an activity while we're still outside being active and doing some great things. It was fun. It was a good you time. It. You got it. Oh, that's so, great. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's been too damn long. Yes. But I definitely won't wait this long next time. And uh, we will see you guys next time. See you guys. Uh, that was great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It was so great to have Dr. Max back on the show. As you can see, he's been a little bit busy, got a lot of things going on, and I'm really excited to see where they go in the next few years. It's gonna be, I think, an amazing ride to watch, and hopefully we'll have him back on the show and see what's going on, and maybe we can even meet the uh, the partners of the new gym from uh, Strong Tower Fitness and see kind of what they're like and how those two uh, mesh together and, and how they can uh, expand that gym help help put people back into good health and that's what we need in this time is we've all been sitting around not doing a whole lot for the last few years and we need to get back into shape i know me personally i do as well and i'm working on that every day sometimes i fail but that's all right (laughs) get up and keep moving forward but definitely trending in the right direction if you guys are still listening after this long of an episode, thank you so much for your support. It really does mean the world. Please keep doing what you're doing. Talk about it with your friends. Share it on social media. You know, it's just, it's it's fun to watch this organically grow. It's been really cool to watch it grow over the last few months. And it's all because of you guys, the listeners. Because I know I'm not doing a ton other than putting out episodes and trying to have interesting conversations. And I've been busy and trying to get things scheduled has been a little tough but that's all right it's the middle of the summer right now and it's it's the difficult time to get people to want to sit down for a few hours on a weekend when they could be out doing something on a gorgeous day so i will keep on that and keep pumping out some good episodes for you guys and just keep doing what you're doing and you know talk about with your friends and share it online and if you guys have any questions you want to ask of us or any uh, regular guests that we have on the show please feel free to go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the contact us form, or you can send us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. And both of those will land in my inbox, and I will get to those on a future episode. But that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.